This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, it's Annie Grace, and I hope everybody can hear me. Make sure. Yes, awesome. How are you doing? How is everybody doing? I have a um, question that just came in a few minutes ago, and it it says, Hi, Annie. I've noticed that after about five days of being alcohol-free, my spirits are lifted, and I feel more alive and more happy. My counterproductive response to that is I feel strong and victorious, and I want to have a fun night celebrating with my new state of mind, which is that I don't feel controlled by alcohol. Afterwards, I return to daily drinking, usually for two weeks or so, until I'm back to feeling lifeless, purposeless, sad, and tired. It's a common pattern. Is this common for anyone else? Any suggestions on a strategy for getting through that period? Um, Great, great, great question. So what you're describing is common and it is this, you know, our, our ability to kind of rationalize, well, if I could have given it up and I'm feeling so great, then it must not have been so bad. And by the way, one of the main mechanisms that is happening here is that we have some very clear thought patterns. And by the way, thought patterns actually replicate themselves inside the brain as patterns in brain matter. So physical structure of the brain can be created with repetitive thought patterns. So one of your most repetitive thought patterns that you have is if I feel good, I want to drink. If it is a celebration, I need a drink. If I'm proud of myself, I need to drink. And so that is the thing that I would say you need to do the most amount of work on in terms of changing and grasping at new beliefs that will help you get through those first few days when you're really starting to feel good. So so very specifically in the question you say about five days of being alcohol-free, your spirits are lifted, you feel more alive and more happy, and since you feel strong and victorious, you want to have a fun night celebrating your new state of mind, which is that you don't feel controlled by alcohol. So then you go out, you celebrate, you drink. The irony here, which I'm sure you're completely aware of, is that the feeling of not being controlled by alcohol and drinking is actually being completely controlled by alcohol. It's just a different mechanism in the brain. So whereas you said in your question, usually you decide to take a break and stop drinking when you're feeling lifeless, purposeless, and sad, your brain could say, oh, these things are being controlled by alcohol. But feeling like I need a drink because I feel great, your brain isn't saying that's also being controlled by alcohol, but it is. It's too sides of the same coin. So the two main reasons people give for drinking, main reasons above any other reasons, if you had to distill them down to two reasons, it's to de-stress and to have fun. And of course, both of those reasons, when you get under the skin of it, they feel true in the moment, usually the first 20 minutes after a drink, but then the opposite becomes true. And so when And then drinking, of course, does what drinking does, and it makes us want more of the drink, and that's very specifically patterns in the brain that are really tied into survival, the the dopamine mechanism, you know, the pleasure circuit, stuff like that, that says, okay, we need this thing, and we need this thing, by the way, to survive, and so those cravings become very, very intense. So you break that cycle, then you're feeling free, you're feeling open, you're feeling great, and you say, well, I should reward myself with a drink. What I would do very tactically is when you feel that, I would really journal 
about what are the beliefs that are leading you to think this time will be any different than any other time? What are the beliefs that are leading you to think there is something truly good in celebrating these five days with a drink? And what do you fear of missing out on if you don't give in to this urge to celebrate with a drink? So I'd really journal that. I'd put down all your thoughts. I'd get them all out on paper and I'd look through them and be like, okay, this is what's happening in my brain right before I want this drink, right? And then with that, you can start to do things like take those thoughts and find beliefs that actually serve you. And by beliefs that serve you, I mean, how does that belief make you feel and how does it make you behave? And if it makes you feel in a way that you want to feel, then chances are you'll behave in a way that you want to behave. We overlook this so frequently, but our number one really lever in terms of changing our behavior is our emotion. We often think that behavior needs to change by going against our desires and going against our emotion. And if we can just go against it long enough, if we can just have enough willpower, then eventually our desires will change. It doesn't work that way at all. You can actually go into, by changing your thoughts, change your desires, change your emotion to begin with. And so when you really get into that, but you have to get into the very specific thoughts that you're having in that instance when you're like, okay, you know, it's been five days, I'm feeling so great, I wanna celebrate this state of mind. And then once you get those thoughts on paper, you need to go through the process of really deciding, you know, are they true? Are they internally true? Like, did it work? You know it doesn't work because you've been in that cycle before over and over and over. Are they externally true? Is that drink actually going to bring you what you're looking for? And what are you actually looking for? You're probably looking for a feeling, a feeling of gratification and celebration. And so, you know, another strategy you might employ is to look at this and say, okay, I know that five day itch is going to happen. What am I going to do in advance? What am I going to plan that has nothing to do with alcohol to celebrate this, to scratch my celebration itch, to scratch my good for myself itch, to like really celebrate because we should. Celebration is beautiful. It's one of the greatest things we have to uh, produce new behaviors and to encourage the behaviors we want in our life is to celebrate them. So what is it? Maybe it's at five days, you're totally treating yourself to a spa day or to a massage. Maybe it's you are doing something with your friends that you just can't drink and do. Perhaps it's, I don't know, something outdoorsy or adventure or maybe it's something where like alcohol just isn't allowed, or maybe you are just celebrating with going to a really good movie, or maybe you've decided to celebrate with some sort of food or treat in that regard, whatever it is, plan in advance something that you can absolutely celebrate so that that itch has a plan so you can do something. The other strategy I would employ, if we go back to the two main reasons that we drink again, something stressful comes up. We have these deep ingrained patterns, beliefs that alcohol relieves stress, something celebratory or positive comes up. We feel good. And we have these deep ingrained beliefs that alcohol will make this more fun, make it feel better, make it more celebration. And we fall very easily, very unconsciously just autopilot into one of these two things. So you're going along, you've had a few days alcohol free, something super stressful happens and boom, all of a sudden you're two beers in what? What happened? I don't know. Or you're going along, you're feeling great. It's five days. Oh, I deserve this. Boom. All of a sudden, you know, you've had a a bingy night that kicks off two weeks of drinking. So one of the tactics that I teach is to give yourself space between the craving and the action. And it's to make this just definitive, no holds barred promise to yourself that, yeah, you could drink again, but you're always going to give yourself 24 hours. 
and you're going to think it through. And so if it's like, oh, so that way you're never mindlessly slipping into either of those two scenarios. You're always saying, okay, oh, I feel so good. It's such a great thing. I'm totally back in control. I really nailed it this time. You know, we should go out and I should just prove it to myself with a few drinks. This time is different. And you say, you know what? I promised myself 24 hours. And so I'm going to do something different tonight. I'm going to do something distracting tonight. I'm going to take my mind out of it. Maybe I'm going to go ride a roller coaster, go to a virtual reality, whatever, whatever you're going to do, something different. And then you're going to journal about all of those feelings. And then in 24 hours, revisit it and be like, is this still true for me? Because often what we think is like, yeah, we really want to celebrate. And this is a good thing. It is just the craving in the moment. Why does that craving happen? Because it's what we've done before. Okay, so what we've done before so frequently predicates what we'll do next. The chances of you giving into something you've given into before are astronomically higher than the chances of you not giving into something if you haven't given into before. It's like this self-perpetuating thing. So say, I'm never going to mindlessly fall into it. If I do it, I'm going to give myself that 24 hours and it might not work. You might be 24 hours like, yeah, let's do it. And then you're in the same cycle and you might need a new strategy, but it is one that often for people, if they don't allow themselves to in the moment fall into it, that celebration drinking or that stress drinking, they really can sail through it because they've given themselves just enough time, just a day. And by the way, they're not saying never again. So you're not triggering the parts of the brain that are like so terrified by never again. You're just saying, you know what? 24 hours. I promised myself 24 hours. And if you make that really firm decision in your life, it's a pretty easy decision. And then it takes away all the in the moment decisions. And that's one of the most intense things about the brain is we have this very real feature it's called decision-making fatigue where if we're making all these in the moment decisions so perhaps for the first five days you've been making daily decisions of like okay day one I don't think I'm going to drink tonight okay that's great okay day two am I going to I don't know I don't think so not today you get through it with all these little in the moment decisions to not drink right and so day one you might have made 10 decisions not to drink and day two you might have made 25 decisions not to drink and then by day five you're like your brain is literally tired of making the same decision not to drink over and over and over. And so by day five, you've given in drink. But if you prolong that decision and say, you know what, no matter what, I'm not gonna do it now, I'm gonna give it 24 hours, that can really help. Another tactic and the last one I'll share with you is make yourself a very firm commitment, again, maximizing on that decision-making fatigue mechanism for a length of time to be alcohol-free that's longer than five days. And the truth is that five days, you've not really given your brain and body a chance to rebalance, to revitalize, to start to feel really good. So you're kind of in the worst of it. You're in the worst of it cycle because five days is like, you're just barely starting to feel good. You're pulling out of all the hardest days and then boom, you're in it again. But if you go two weeks, this is a different story because then you have days five through 14 where you're actually feeling good and you've started to really repattern. Oh, I had to do different things in two weeks than just making it five days. I had to see different people. I had to experience more weekends. I had to experience more Thursday nights, whatever the case is. And you're getting to a place where you're actually giving yourself more time and space. And if you combine that with the no matter what 24 hours, you really get to a good place. So I would make yourself a really firm decision again, to avoid the maybe 150 decisions decisions you've made not to drink in every single moment of those first five days. No way. One decision, no matter what, I know I can make it five days. I'm making it seven days. 
no matter what, I'm doing seven days or maybe it's 14 days, whatever the case is, a very, you know you can win goal, you know you can win firm decision. So then you haven't made daily decisions not to drink for those first five days because you're not even considering it until day 14. And yeah, day 14, maybe you're going to consider it, but then you're going to consider it and wait 24 hours whenever you're tempted. So you're never giving in to the in the moment cravings. So anyway, great question. I really hope that help, hope that helps. And if you are really wondering about like moderation in general and some more of the science behind moderation, uh, I highly encourage, we wrote this amazing ebook. It's at canimoderate.com. It's totally free. Download it dive into it. It's phenomenal. It will give you some more of the science about really thinking this through because drinking every five days really is trying to moderate at some level. And again, that's at canimoderate.com and it's just so, so useful and helpful. So awesome. I hope everyone has a great day. Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. This free 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You remember it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, the version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or to have a good time and is having more fun than ever. And again, this is a totally free challenge that will change everything for you. So learn more and join me 100% free at thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.